I'm Duke Adams. Welcome to Steamboat Chatter. Today I'm chatting with Barb King and Danny McKinley from Arts with Altitude magazine. I just, I told you guys, my wife and I got pregnant within the first month of being here. And I just, after five years of trying and really the go-to line that I have is it's, it was the magic of the mountains. There's something magical about the mountains in general, no matter where you're at. But I think there's something really magical about the Yampa Valley. There is. There's also the curse. (laughs) Yes, I I have read. I have read that. I'm really curious. I imagine you guys are not just work colleagues and things like that. I imagine you're friends, uh, you know, especially the work that the type of work that you're doing, the Art Mm -hmm. with Altitude magazine. I'm curious, what do the two of you do outside of work together? What's if you're going out to hang out and be friends? What's what's the activity? Drinking. Happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Oh, you know, we get into discussions, how to save the world, that kind of thing. Right, Mm. right. Uh, The the type of philosophical discussions we all have at the bar. Yes, exactly. Right. What's uh, what's the favorite bar? What's the go to location? Meat bar. Yep. Meat bar. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's next to the press, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wait, so. I thought that was just a butcher. No. But it is, right? Like you can buy actual meat there. It's a Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a, an it's a bar. The woman that owns it is a butcher. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but then she made this whole restaurant bar and it's just very nice, relaxing. You can read about it in the December issue, in our winter issue. Absolutely. We highlight the meat bar. Awesome. I see this is why I started this show because I know I know a lot about Steamboat. Just right. you, you know, Steamboat's small and it's pretty easy to get to know it. But I just knowing the way that cities are, and especially small communities, there's all these like little things that if, that from the outside you wouldn't you wouldn't know. You've got to go find out or talk to people. So I had n- I right. had no idea that it was anything more than just a place to go buy oh, good meat, like best chocolate desserts, and yes, all sorts of things. And she does charcuterie plates for catering and meat and cheese boards for when you're in there with amazing wines from around the world and champagne and. Yes. My biggest complaint since moving to Colorado, I'm from Wisconsin. Yes. The cheese state. And my biggest complaint has been cheese. I'm a little particular. My Mm -hmm. wife is going to laugh at that line because she would say I'm picky. Right. And I can't find good Munster here. So I'm going to have to go talk to the meat bar and say, hey, I I challenge you. Find me some good Munster in Colorado. (laughs) I like that because I was going to say, I don't think that um, the Ag Alliance has Munster cheese. I don't think that's the dairies around here do that. I don't think we have a lot of Munster cheese here. The other big thing about not knowing about the bar part of the the meat bar and just even restaurant stuff is I... in. In December 2019, I was diagnosed as diabetic and it it just radically changed my diet and I don't Mm -hmm. drink anymore. So it's like back in the day, I would be very connected to the bar scene. And now it's just like it doesn't even factor into my social scene. And I'm trying to figure out a way to incorporate it back into my social scene. So I'm glad to know there's places around here that like people could go drink at. It's a bar. Mm But I don't have to go and drink. I can go and do other things there. Yeah, and you can get mocktails at a lot of places. So you can go and just have appetizers at happy hour and hang out and have a mocktail. And it's there's no pressure, you know, for drinking in this town unless you go to Sun Pies. (laughs) And then you're gonna have a shot at least. (laughs) So I would stay away from Sun Pies. But um, most of the places are. It's more about the eating and the socializing. Right. Absolutely. Hey, listeners. By the way, thanks for tuning in again. I'm sitting here with Danny and Barb. They're from. Art with Altitude Magazine. You can check them out at artwithaltitudemagazine.com. Introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about you and, and, and how you got involved with art and, and this magazine and everything like that. I'm Barb King, and we got involved with this. We actually worked together at Steamboat Creates, and 
just had both had a vision that we wanted seen through and and cared a lot about the arts in Steamboat and felt that not everybody knew what a great artistic community we have here. So after we both left Steamboat Creates, we kind of talked over happy hours of about uh, <laughs> what to do and, you know, how to, how to get the word out there about Steamboat and all the wonderful artists we have here in the art community. And that's what we did. I am Danny McKinley. So I'm the co-publisher. And one of the big pieces for this really was about elevating the arts. So not just informing people, but letting them know how they can get involved with the arts. So each magazine covers visual arts, performing arts, literary arts, film and media design and heritage. So those are kind of our big six that we focus on as creative activities or creative um, disciplines within the community. And so that, and then we have some things that feature outside of Steamboat, but the majority is how do we show that arts is an economic driver in the community? It's more than just this entertainment. It's actually something that improves our lives. Absolutely. And it's interesting. I don't know how you could even visit Steamboat for one day and not know that art is a driving force in this community. I mean, if you go downtown at all, in the, in the most pleasant way possible, you're smacked over the face with it. So I come from Madison, Wisconsin, which, which really prides itself in that the arts are very important to the people there. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't think I'd see another place that, that could outdo it, like outdo them. But Steamboat, again, I, from the moment you drive into town, you can just tell like, first you can tell something's different about this place. Right. But then if you actually get out and talk to people, get out and do more than just the touristy window shopping, mm-hmm. if you walk into a place, you can tell creativity and artistic value are actual things here. And they're not just mm-hmm. for entertainment. There are people here who are not only surviving because they're artists, but they're thriving. And my guest from the last episode was Garrett Bach, who does oh, Strange yeah. Steamboat. Mm-hmm. And we talked a lot about how people can move to Steamboat and find opportunity that they didn't know existed for them specifically. Yeah. And we talked about how a lot of that has to do with the fact that Steamboat's small and they, there's a need for people. So if you have any kind of talent in one area, you're probably going to be tapped for that. But I also think it's because of the culture that we're talking about here, that Steamboat values art and it values that creativity. I think that Steamboat values people who think differently. Yes. Would, you guys, would you guys agree with that? Have you found that to be true? I would agree, but I would certainly ask you to put in a plug with our city council and our city as to the value, the economic value of the arts. That's um, constantly a struggle in this community where outdoor recreation tends to get the spotlight because that is the biggest economic driver as far as tourism. But with changing climates, it's going to be arts and culture that they'll be coming for in the longer term and that's going to keep them here. I think what we found is people will come here for the outdoor sports. But then when they find the art community and, and all the arts culture going on here, then they really thrive on that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's important, but, I, but it's not, commerce doesn't play it up a lot. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, the, the thing is, is that a, a, um, a civilization or a city can't survive on just the business of being a city, can't survive on just tourism. Right. You can't survive unless you've got residents, is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Right. And residents aren't going to reside where there's not things for them that don't have to do with the visitors or right. the business and the commerce of a city. And so I, I really, what I have felt from the community, at least, I don't know 
politics in Steamboat whatsoever. So I am not even going to comment on that. <laughs> but you guys Wise feel you. free. Feel free. Uh, I, I, for the most part, even though we've been here for six months or so, feel like a stranger still. Feel like mm. I'm an outsider. So I'm not going to touch that. But it feels like the community, the people, they value the arts to, the, to a degree that at least they're willing to spend their time, their money, their dollars on it. I think you're right. Any city could have mm -hmm. a, a government that is more invested in what the arts actually mean for their community. Absolutely. So I, I yes. can agree with you there, but I won't get into Very that. Very diplomatically said. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm still trying to get people to come on the show and be right. guests. Yes. I don't want to piss off the wrong person. So. <laughs> You um, can cut the city council comment if you no, want. No, no. I, I, yeah. We just like to give them a little nudge every now and then. And that's actually kind of what I like about this community is that Lisa Popovich said that we all have our, our, different, our differences and we all think differently, but we all realize like we're all neighbors. And especially in a small community, you have to. You've got to be able to set those things aside. But I think with that attitude also comes that ability to be like, okay, but I'm also going to put my elbow in your rib every now and then yes, in a nice, friendly way. So I, that's something I really appreciate about small communities. Let's talk about Art with Altitude. You know, you guys handed me the magazine when I, when I walked in here, so I can't wait to actually look through it, look through it. I, first of all, just wanted to say... When, I, when you handed it to me, I want to say, oh, it's like a real magazine. It's not just a concept that you're looking to do. <laughs> right. I, and I know in our emails, you said our next publication is coming out in, at oh. the beginning of December. Yes. yes. And I just think for some reason in my head, I just thought, yeah, that, well, that's what you would say in an email. I, I think right. I've only dealt with people who've done zines, which mm. are usually mm -hmm. just like concepts or, right. or online now. So I was half expecting it to be just digital. And I was just like, oh, like. These people are serious, and I'm really glad about that. Yes. The cover of, this is your first issue, right? Mm -hmm. The summer 2022? Mm -hmm. I think July it came out? Or June. is it June? June. Okay. June. I love the uh, Andy Warhol-esque kind of cover. <laughs> oh, is that, is that Barb's doing? Yes, it is. Very nice. <laughs> who, what, who does it feature? Is it just random people from the mountains? Or? Um, it was, we went out on a Friday night at First Friday, First Art Walk, mm -hmm. and um, Asked if I could take pictures of people. So I know some of the people and some of the people I don't know randomly went out and said, hey, can we take your picture? Very cool. So run me through this. I know you said it's to showcase and elevate art uh, in the area, but not just physical or, or not. It's all different mm -hmm. types of media. That's what I'm trying to say. But like, Correct. take me through that a little bit. How are you showcasing digital media in a print magazine? What's going on there? Ooh, well, our December issue, we are doing a feature on artificial intelligence. So AI-generated art. Which, I am very into that. Yes. And so that's one aspect. And a lot of it's more the physical art. So looking at the organizations that are creating the art, like Opera Steamboat, Steamboat Symphony Orchestra, um, looking at the individual artists themselves. So Wendy Covinia will be featured in our December issue, uh, looking at architects as far as design. What else do we have? We have all sorts of fun things. In yeah. Uh, food and mm -hmm. drink. We have a sort of a mixology oh, section right. where oh, cool. we will do a, a drink as art. In December 1, we discussed earlier how we're featuring the meat bar and right. how food can be art. That's, that's interesting. If, if you don't mind, can we bunny trail on art just for, for a split second? We can leave Steamboat Land, just focus on art. Mm -hmm. What is art? Because most people wouldn't think of a cocktail or most dishes as art. I, I think that makes perfect sense. But what do you say to the person who goes, why is that art? What do you mean that's art? I think we're looking at it as a creation. So um, you can have 
a bartender or a chef who creates, you know, their art. Mm -hmm. So, and on top of that, so Steamboat Springs is a, a state certified creative district. So that's a designation by the Office of Economic Development by the state of Colorado. And within them, they recognize culinary arts as being one of the art forms. So it's actually a state-designated art form really? as well. It is. I would. Yes. I would. I wonder if there are other states that that do that kind of thing. I've never mm -hmm. heard that in my in my entire existence. Yes. So in the design bucket of creativity, it's everything from architects to landscape designers to coffee roasters to breweries, distilleries, and then culinary arts as well. So that's all within a creative bucket. I. Do you have plans to feature a landscape person? Uh, so there is, in the December issue, one of the new businesses that we're featuring, part of what they do is landscape design as well. Man, yes. I, I, what I love about art is that it's like ever expanding. Mm -hmm. Something can be a mundane task, and then because of an attitude with which somebody chooses to approach it, it becomes art. Right. I would have never thought of landscaping as art. And that's what I love about mm -hmm. this, this podcast so far is there's been a, a number of times, not all of them have made air per se, but there's been a number of times in conversations with people where just a little comment completely shifts a perspective. Right. And that is art to me. Con I think conversation can really be uh, art. It, uh, absolutely. Storytelling yeah. is, mm -hmm. is in the magazine and poetry and yeah. Very cool. Very mm. cool. So give us some more plugs about the magazine. Your website again is artwithaltitudemagazine.com. Perfect. Are you on social media for the for the magazine? Or we are, you just are in the works. In the that. works. In yes. the works. Okay. Well, get on it because yes. it's important. I know. <laughs> I, 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 can I put out a challenge and tell you to get on it before Friday this week so I can put it in the show notes? I will I will call our social media person Perfect. Today. Perfect. Right. So, so listeners, maybe look in the show notes and you'll be able to, sh you'll for sure be able to find the website but maybe you'll find some social media as well. One thing that I'm really passionate about is building community through artwork, through things like this podcast. I'm curious, how do you see Art with Altitude building community for us here in Steamboat and the surrounding area? I mean, this is, to me, the magazine that really focuses on our locals in Northwest Colorado and on our heritage and on our art scenes. So if you have any interest in that at all, I would definitely say pick it up. It's a free magazine. We also do subscription-based if you're outside of Colorado, but you can pick it up at our galleries downtown. You can pick it up at banks, at real estate offices, at where else are we? Doctor's here? office, dentist. I assume the um, bookstore has it. They had it. Yes, I know, right? They had it, and, we, and they do collaborate with us on our um, book reviews. Okay. So we are, yes. They're right. And do you have yes. do you have something set up where people could like submit if they're like, hey, I, I would love to be featured. Is that like something they can do on your website? We yes. do actually have a department called Confessions and we try to put out a theme where people can write a story about it. So uh, this first one, the theme was home and we had uh, someone write a story about what home meant. Them. So interesting. And December or our winter issue is going to be wild. And so we've got we we've got a few poetry pieces and mm -hmm. a short story that somebody wrote. So mm -hmm. yeah, they all submitted those. Awesome. When I have a theme in mind, I'll know artists that fit within that. And it's a fairly small community that we are. So there's certain organizations that represent a lot of different artists. And then, you know, we know artists through the galleries and things like that. So very typically it'll be, I'll have in mind, okay, wild Debbie McCullough. She's a wildlife photographer. Her photography is perfect. And Barb came up with that for eye candy. 
So we'll collaborate together. But if people just want to submit or say, I have a story idea, they can send it to Danny at artwithaltitudemagazine.com. So just shoot me an email. And then maybe it doesn't fit with our next issue, but maybe it fits with a future issue or maybe it sparks a theme for a future issue. You know, as my, my first show relied heavily on themes because it was a storytelling show. So it was always right. themes. So I'm on board with themes. Hey, Steamboat. Hope you're enjoying the conversation with Danny and Barb from Art with Altitude. Wanted to interrupt real quick to let you know about Mortarbox Media. Through Mortarbox Media, I help people create and develop podcasts that they've been dreaming of reaching their audience with. And for businesses, I help create engaging content that will convert listeners into customers. So whether you're just looking for someone to hit record, or you need a showrunner, or anything in between, Mortarbox Media can help take you from having an inkling of an interest in podcasting to an engaging professional podcast in no time at all. If you're interested in seeing what a podcast might do for you to help you achieve your goals, reach out to the email listed down below in the show notes. It's steamboatchatter at gmail.com. Or if you'd just like to support what we're doing at Steamboat Chatter, you can visit the Patreon linked in the show notes below. And without further ado, back to the show. What's it like kind of trying to start something like this in a place? Because again, we've established that Steamboat, at least the residents, they love art. Mm -hmm. But it also means that you have a lot of competition. What is that like? Is it, is it all friendly competition or, or is it a challenge? I wouldn't even say it's competitions. One of the big things that we focus on is how are we doing stories that aren't competing with the other magazines? So if you look at Steamboat Magazine, that's really a lifestyle magazine. If you look at the Valley Voice, that's very much a locals magazine. We're looking at more of the high-end arts and culture participant who's going to support the people in our community, as well as sharing with our community what people are up to so they can stay abreast of it. So I don't look at us as a competition. I look at how are we filling the cracks that nobody else is filling or talking about because that's not their focus. We actually went to um, other magazines that are in town and sort of told them what our idea was and, you know, what, what our vision. I think that there is a little bit of competition with advertising, but as far as what we are supplying the readers... It's, it's very different, and all the magazines around here feel it's very different. So, so. you approached magazines to, was it, was it the whole purpose was to be like, hey, we're doing this, so back off? <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, I'm trying to figure out what that meeting was like. I think it was, uh, we approached them and said, hey, we're doing this, and, um, and we feel it's going to be different, and told them. Oh, was it, we're not a threat yeah, kind of meeting? It was, okay. it was. Okay. And so. it was a very much like, how do we work together to fill the stories that you're not filling? So for example, with Steamboat Magazine, we talked about future collaborations where say they do something on global warming. How can we portray them what the arts are doing with global warming so that we're complementing each other and not competing with each other? Right. That's, that's an interesting dynamic in a place like this. Because again, we, we've talked about, I've talked about it on a couple episodes now about the smallness of a community like this and that everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. and at least in the Midwest, I feel like there would, it would be very competitive and there wouldn't be a lot of collaboration necessarily, like the type of stuff that you're talking about, especially for a, like a startup thing like this. It would be like every man for himself. And I'm picturing a pirate ship with somebody with a <laughs> knife in their teeth as they, they're wielding a sword. Like that's how, right. how, I don't know if you can relate it all as artists and people who are creative, mm -hmm. but like that's how creative fields can feel that it just is like I'm being attacked by everybody because everybody wants to do a cool thing. 
So I think in the last even three to four years in Steamboat, there's been a huge shift, especially within the arts nonprofits and with artists where it's really all boats rise together. So how do we help each other instead of try to compete each other? You know, even if you look at the arts nonprofits, they're all competing for the same donor money, right? Right. But it's not, okay, you do your thing and we're not going to talk and we're going to do our own secret thing and not share. It's really about how can we all work together? Can we cross collaborate on events? Can we cross collaborate on fundraising efforts, marketing efforts, so that we're really all helping each other? And when you do that, I think the benefits just come right back to you. So ICR Magazine is exactly the same way is if we're working with Steamboat Magazine or any other magazine in town and we're collaborating instead of competing, then it lets them have their unique niche for what they're serving and ours. And then we're, we can both support each other and at least talk about each other's work and why there's a benefit to it. That kind of networking thing of, mm-hmm. I love that you said all ships rise together. It, it sucks to be out at sea alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, especially <laughs> when you're talking creative endeavors, it yes. sucks. Yes. And to feel like you're not supported. A lot of artists come from, are, you know, they've got trauma in their past and it leads them to creativity and they don't have a support system. They don't have a family who gives two craps, trying not right. to curse on this show, yeah. <laughs> about their creative endeavors. And so when you move to a place like this where suddenly somebody goes, hey, you're doing something cool. And like, mm-hmm. at least that's one person. It's, it's, it's like the first flower in the garden blooming. Mm-hmm. And moving to a place like Steamboat can just really allow you to have a real garden and not just yes. a couple of plants on the, on the windowsill. I love that. Barb, what do you think the magazine is doing for people who may not be into art, who, who don't think of themselves as, I don't care about painting. I, like, I, just, I, I go to work and I come home and blah, blah, blah. How is this magazine going to better their community? I think it does, but I'm curious what you think. Well, I think, it. I mean, for one, there are so many definitions of art. So there's really something that appeals to everybody in mm. the magazine. It's not just um, visual art. It's not just dance. It's not just, you know, um, opera or anything. But it, it has a little bit of everything. And one of our main things was that Danny mentioned earlier was to elevate the arts. And so this is a way to, we try to give a little statement in there how to get involved. Like, what what can you do to get involved in something that you like to do? Yeah. And we're putting this in hands that we feel most people will be able to grab this magazine. And, and I'm curious about that. Do you guys think about and do you take actionable steps to go, you know, the person that I'm talking about who, who will look at this and go, oh, this is about art and there's not going to be something for me in there. Do you guys think about that when you make your covers? Do you go, how do we ensure that the person who doesn't care about a painting or a photograph in art form, how do we ensure that they're going to pick this up to find out there is something in here for them? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't know that we've ever taken it that deep. <laughs> um, this one just... Just with faces. I mean, people like to look at faces and you look at that and in passing that magazine out to people, individuals, the first thing they do is look to see if they know somebody, Right. you know, oh, oh my gosh, I recognize that person. You know, that was my realtor. Right. That's actually a really good point. There's, I mean, there's just uh, scientific facts about people are drawn to faces. And so I, that's a great way to get people to pick this up because they'll, un, unbeknownst to their conscious brain, pick it up to flip pages and see if they know any more faces or see more faces. So 
I think one of the things we're also doing with the covers is there is no article about that cover. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a cover. It's meant to... The um, cover is art in and of itself. It is. Correct. It's it's to raise questions in people's minds. And so we're hoping it's something that will sit on a coffee table and that you will pick up, you know, time and time again. And I would say our December cover is definitely a little edgier. And that's kind of part <laughs> of the point is it makes people stop and think because it's not a cover that you're going to see anywhere else in Steamboat and likely in any other rural community in Northwest Colorado. So it's a little different. So You've got me it, real curious now. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Yeah. Right. So if it sparks your interest, you'll pick it up because you're interested in that image like you were saying, right? This image is very intriguing and there'll be a little, maybe a little paragraph inside about how it was shot by women for women, mm-hmm. which is a big part of it. But it, it is one of those things that goes, I'm, I want to look at that and study that for a little while. So, you know, people think art is all they say, art is this or art is that. And it's kind of up to the person, right? It's up to the individual. But I think we could all agree that art inspires thought. Anything that really inspires you to more than a thought of, wow, that looks cool. Art is, that can be art too, by Mm -hmm. all means. Like real art, to feel like a real artist, like they think about, like you see the struggling artist in, in media. I feel like I've got to produce something that makes people stop and think and continue to think and go through their next day and suddenly go, oh yeah, remember that? What is the thought that you hope people get from the magazine? I mean, for me, I hope they'll learn something new. So whether that's about a technique. So for example, we're featuring a weaver in our December issues. So looking at what that process is like that you might not understand, learning a little bit about our heritage. So some facts about the community that you didn't understand before. And then with the artificial intelligence article, that's the exact question we are asking. What is art? And Hmm. does art have to be made by humans? And at what level? Will I spoil anything if I ask each of you if you think AI art is art? I mean, I'm happy to give my personal opinion. I would love to know your opinion. I absolutely do. I think that the creation of it is a concept that comes from the human mind. And I think that art enables people who may not otherwise have the skills to draw or bring that to fruition. It gives them a tool to now bring that to fruition, which could bring a whole wave of new art into the world. Yeah. The Steamboat Chatter podcast cover is AI art. I I did a whole slew of them and uh, got pretty good with it and and decided on that one. I think it's fully art. Mm -hmm. I I think the art is in the language that you find with the AI Mm because everybody speaks to the AI just a little differently. Right. I, I don't know how people can argue it's not an art. Barb, is it art? <laughs> I was on the fence okay. before the article. And, um, and in talking with people about us doing this article with family members and friends yeah. telling them we were doing this, I hit a lot of people that said, that's, that's not art. And so I would have to explain, well, this is what the article is about, and this is how it explains it. And so I think in doing that, I have come more on board where, yes, I do believe it is art. And I think I've convinced a couple of people. So Yeah, it, it can definitely be. And I think there's a version of every artistic endeavor that can be less than art, mm-hmm. per se. Right. There's definitely, AI art is definitely way easier to make it like just who cares and it's just piddly crap. Most people, when I tell them, it's, they say, it's to make memes. It's for memeing. And I'm, (laughs) and I just go, I have created some of the most breathtaking things I have ever seen. Mm. It's weird to say I have created. (laughs) That's where you get messy, right? 
But it's your thought. Yeah. It's your concept that was created. Yeah, but it, I still, I have a hard time with I created. Hmm. I had a hand in creating some of the most breathtaking things I've ever seen. And I, I can't understand how that's not art. And I will plug for the December issue that we have an interview with Jason Allen, who was the winner yeah. of the Colorado State Fair. Up in arms. Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> so he talks about AI and he, we feature some of his new work in the magazine. So that will be interesting for people to check out. It's a less provocative take on what he's up to date said within the media, which it's very much art is dead and this is taking over. If you, Interesting. If you really hear his backstory behind it, there's a whole different level to why he's doing what he's doing that I think would be interesting for people to know I about. I cannot wait for this issue. <laughs> for the cover photo that's right. provocative, for this uh, interview with him, like I'm really, I'm really, really excited now. I want to end with you guys. I, I usually ask each guest if they have a story about living in Steamboat that, that just kind of shows how great this place is. I have a thought and I want to challenge you to maybe, could you both tell a shared story? Could you, could you tag team a story about something you guys have done together about, that took place in Steamboat that just reminds you that this place is so great? The caboose. The caboose. Are you talking about the at, at Steamboat Creates? We are. I, yes. re, I recorded in there for the last episode, so I know exactly oh, what you're talking yeah. about. So then this will really hit home for you. Yeah. Yes. So that caboose was donated to Steamboat Creates in 1980. The two founders of the Steamboat Springs Arts Council were Carol Finoff and Eleanor Bliss. Eleanor Bliss was really instrumental in getting the city to deed the depot to the arts for a dollar a year for 30 years. One of her big... I didn't know that. Wow. That's the lease. And then Steamboat Creates pays for all the interior maintenance and upkeep, and the city pays for the exterior. And that's a deal they have with several different properties in Steamboat. Right. So she was instrumental in that. Her wish was always to have this caboose that would serve as an artist-in-residence studio that would tie in the history of the railroad and the commerce that that brought to Steamboat and the arts. And so in 1980, after she passed, Jim Cook was able to get a donation from the Anschutz Foundation of a caboose that actually used to run on the rails behind the depot. So it was part of our heritage. That then sat empty from 1980 until 2019, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right before before COVID. (laughs) Right and before so, the dark times. Oh, yes. yeah. And so, because <laughs> we got it finished and then nobody could move in. Right. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Right. And so, like, kids would break into it. There was like pornographic graffiti all over the inside. The kids were going to the bathroom and the toilet, which doesn't function. It was like disaster. Yeah. So, 2019, Steamboat Crates decided this is the year we're going to turn it into an artist in residence. And so we brought out artist um, Espartico Albernaza Brew, from who's a Brooklyn-based artist who has that kind of graffiti-style art on the out to do the exterior. It looks amazing. Doesn't that look cool? Yeah. I helped. You, I was going to say, I've, I, I would, I would, I'm not a, a painting artist at all, but I'd right. be like, can I just do something? To oh, yeah. <laughs> leave Espartico my mark on there? lots of help. So he would, he would have days where he'd say, hey, anybody come out and help me paint. And so I, me and I, my husband and we went out there twice. And awesome painted and it was fun and And barb also so barb was like the volunteer because you were the one who was there the most painting with espartico and then glutton for punishment that she is she also came back and helped me with the interior because we did not have a large budget at Mm -hmm. all we didn't really have a much of a budget at all so we were doing all the interior painting rumor design came in they donated all the refurbishing of the chairs they set out the design and then we painted it with their color scheme and so Barb came back and um, she and I got a little dizzy on the paint fumes and then <laughs> we drank champagne, got a little dizzier. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Barb 
I mean, Barb was so instrumental in helping get that done. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's a cool space. And, and speaking with Garrett uh, on, my, on last week's episode, he said, you should apply for the artist in residency. You could record in here all the time. And I was like, I, I don't know if I want to record in here in winter. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a heater in there. There is. And typically the artist in residencies are just spring, summer, and fall right. because of that. Right. Because it can get, it's not, it's insulated a little, but it's not fully Yeah, I, it's, so. it's not for me. I, yeah. I don't think I want my expensive equipment out there. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> so. But. Yes. Uh, Danny and Barb, thank you so much for coming on the show. And listeners, be sure to go to their website. Look in the show notes. You can certainly find the website. It's artwithaltitudemagazine.com. And if the challenge comes through, you're going to find their social media links down there as well. <laughs> Give them a follow. If you can't follow them because the challenge failed. <laughs> we, we don't like to fail our challenges. So you that. can follow our social media. You can find it at Steamboat Chatter Podcast on Instagram. And then the production company is called Mortarbox Media. You can find us on Instagram as well. Reach out if you're looking for a podcast. We can make it happen. Again, Danny, Barb, this has been such a great conversation. You filled me in on so much about the art scene here in Steamboat. You filled me in that the meat bar is more than just a butcher. <laughs> and you've kind of shed some more light about what makes Steamboat great. And I just thank you so much. And I cannot, I seriously cannot wait for the December issue of Art with Altitude. Thank, thank you. you. Steamboat Chatter is a production of Mortarbox Media. It's produced, engineered, and edited by Adam Rosted. To learn how we can help you start your own podcast, reach out to us on our Instagram. The link's in the show notes here.